Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. After pivoting to virtual events, meeting planners now face a new challenge, how to keep attendees engaged and battle Zoom fatigue. One option is to add a musical component to the event, whether it be bringing in A-list talent to perform, hosting a lip-sync battle, or working with songwriters to create a team anthem. Song Division, a company that offers interactive musical experiences for events, has worked on more than 400 digital events since the pandemic began, with attendance ranging from 15 people up to 15,000. I'm Elise Schoening, Associate Editor of North Star Meetings Group, and on this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, I'll be chatting with Song Division founder and CEO Andy Sharp about how the company transitioned from working on live to virtual meetings and how music can help unite virtual teams and liven up digital events. When musicians try to get into the corporate world, it can be a bit of a car crash because they don't have the the business sense and the organization sense of it. And then and then when corporates dabble in the music field, it can come across as very cheesy. And it can end up like a sort of an episode of the office. Where we live is that intersection of top, authentic, you know, rock star musicians with a with a serious understanding of of how the business world works and, and what the needs of businesses are. And we walk that tightrope and blend those two skills together. And I know you were doing a lot of live events before this with galas and event openers, that sort of thing. How did you pivot during COVID-19? Well, like everyone else, we pivoted <laughs> out of absolute necessity. And there's a lot of energy in the company. Um, we have 18 full-time folks and hundreds of contractors around the world. And as by the 15th of March, everything had been cancelled. And on the 20th of March, we ran our first free musical happy hour out of the UK. That's where we started in terms of the pivot was, okay, does this translate to virtual? And we we have done some hybrid events in the past and, and some virtual events in the past, but it's always been the poor cousin of live events. My wife, Marsha, who's in the business with me, had been on my case for, for a couple of years about, you know, we really need to work out a, a viable option for remote teams. And I just really hadn't quite got to it because we, we are doing live events from 15 people to 15,000 people. Around October, November last year, Marsha and, and Russell Borowski, who's our brand manager, had gotten together and, and sort of mapped out what it would look like. So at least when, when March hit, we'd at least had some sort of sketch on paper of what it would look like, running an event online with people and, and are they going to be engaged? Does, what are the technical challenges? I mean, to start with, you can't have a band playing. Even to, today, it's still the latency or the, the, the time delay between a musician in one room to another or one city to another is you can't play together as a band. So that was the first challenge we had to deal with. We, we did the first happy hour in the UK, March 20th, and I think the first rehearsals were disastrous. <laughs> and, and each one we did got progressively better, and I think by the time we did the first one, we could feel the energy ourselves. Let's say we were at 70% at that point, but, but we weren't going to wait around to get to 100%. Taking from the Silicon Valley 
playbook of, you know, iterate as you go. Don't wait around for perfection. We started doing the free happy hours with our UK team, our US team, Singapore team, Australian teams. And then the lessons we learned, you know, so we're doing them for free. We're getting, and, and really then at that point, it was just a morale booster for our team to be doing something. And, you know, I'm st- I was still paying my guys. I- I'd made a commitment to my guys at the start that we weren't going to let any- anyone go, which might have been a, a bit ignorant at the time because we never knew how long this was going to go on. <laughs> if the virtual stuff hadn't worked, we would have had to come up with another solution. But it-, it kept our guys working. It kept them energized. We got better in front of our clients, but our clients gave us a lot of space and they could see the value. Like the first event that we did, we all got goosebumps from the energy. It was like, wow, this actually works. And I think from that first experience, we've been running on that energy ever since. And then that led to getting proposals and getting paid events. And so, you know, as of where are we today, we've done close to 400 events coming up and they're ranging from 15-person team-building events through to, you know, 15,000 online conferences. Our mission is to always just stay right on the cutting edge of the technology. I mean, our musicians are so great, but it's to stay on the edge of the cutting technology so that whenever someone comes on to a session with us and if they're getting sort of Zoom fatigue in their current Zoom environment, we're going to be like a, a, a shot in the arm, a breath of fresh air for them. Yeah, so as you mentioned, there are obviously some challenges to bringing music online and doing that virtually, but I would also imagine that there are some great opportunities to expand audience reach and get creative and maybe try out some new things. Absolutely. I, I, we're doing the frequency of events that we're doing is post COVID is bigger than is greater than pre COVID. We we also have a direct connection to the to the audience members. So in the past, let's say we get brought into a big global logistics company, we'll come in, we do the event, we're we're, we're booked through a third party, an event company, a DMC, a, a production house. We deliver the event, our guys on stage, we interact with the audience. The audience, you know, has an amazing time and then they might get a a sizzle reel of the experience after it is is fairly typical on the live events. Now, everyone, everyone in the audience has a chance to interact with the band via Zoom. Like they're just one raised hand away from interacting with, you know, David Bowie's guitar player. And for every session that we do, an original song gets created with help from the audience. We record that in a you know professional studio setting after the event and we put together a highlights reel and that goes out to every single person. So they've all got a personal memento. There are some experiences that people can have with us virtually now that they didn't get the chance in a live event. And and as you correctly pointed out, our reach now, it also means that if for, a, let's say it's a mid-market company in Columbus, Ohio, that wasn't going to spend $25,000 to have Song Division come and be the conference energizer and entertainment at their conference can get us now for their virtual conference at a, at a more affordable price, let's put it. I'm also curious, in an age of virtual events, it's harder to engage attendees and keep them captivated. Do you think that the work that you're doing has become all the more important in the event space that we find ourselves in now? Our purpose as a company is to unite companies around their purpose using music. It's pretty simple. And pre-COVID, we would get used for lots of different things. They might be rolling out core values. It might be getting everyone together at a sales kickoff to work out, you know, this is to celebrate what we achieved last year and this is what we're going to achieve in the year ahead. It might be to roll out a new drug for the big farmers. 
and, and we're still doing that work, but the main demand that we're hearing from our clients is that their number one challenge is just engagement, however you want to phrase it, team energy, cohesion, camaraderie. It is that first level of keeping people, like what, what would have in the past been described as the light and fluffy sort of end of things is the main challenge for companies at the moment. What we do is is incredibly simple. When you're listening to the music, and, and more so than listening, when you're helping, when you're part of the creative process in music, you're releasing certain chemicals, oxytocin into your brain, which puts you into the prefrontal cortex, which is where your empathy is, it's where your creativity is, it's where you, where you strategize. So all those things that we want our colleagues to be, the mindset we want them to be in to be able to work more efficiently and productively and happily music creating music together gets us to that point so that's it's our mission is pretty simple at the moment we've been in business for 17 years we we wouldn't exist if if the work that we did didn't have an impact on the businesses that we work with right now during this time there are always the people who saw the benefit as using us as a team building tool as a communication tool i think a lot more people can see the, the benefit of, of what we do is very obvious now because, because they're all struggling for that basic connection with their colleagues at the moment. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Elise, I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Have a great nice day. Thanks, Elise. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.